0: Guys, welcome back to Chaotic But Good. Today I'm here with a complete stranger <laughs> named Cameron. Um, so also I just wanna call out before we started, Danny's been yelling at me to pick out a intro song and so that was the intro song. It still doesn't have words to it, but we're gonna get there eventually. But Cameron, I actually picked you up about an hour ago. Yeah. Um, We were at an AA meeting, or I actually had somebody that was going to be on the podcast tonight that had to reschedule, unfortunately, but I love how the world works out because I walked into a room, I asked somebody before I asked you, actually, and they were unable to do it, and somebody kind of led me to the direction of somebody else, and I just wasn't getting the vibe from them. And you walked in, and I was like, that guy. And so I just asked if you wanted to be on a podcast, and you were like... Hell yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. So, we don't really know each other or know besides our 15-minute ride here. Are you excited to be here?
1: Yes, very excited. Picked up my 60-day chip. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, first podcast.
0: Yeah, why did you decide, like, why, why did you say yes? Like, what was the... I feel like
1: it's better in life whenever an opportunity presents itself to just follow it and uh, you seemed like an interesting character, and uh, I decided to go for it.
0: So I have to ask you, what is your zodiac sign? I've been wanting to ask a this. A Taurus. Really? I yes. was thinking you might have been a Sagittarius because you seemed very, like, spontaneous. But they say that Tauruses are really hard workers and very stubborn. Is that true about yourself?
1: It just depends. I'm a very hard worker if I'm interested in the subject.
0: What are you interested What are some subjects that you're interested in?
1: Right now, I'm interested in physics.
0: Phys- really? And, like
1: uh, Native American culture.
0: Oh, why? Why those things? Is I'm that not, just the hyper focus of the moment? Or? Yeah, I think
1: so. I think so. I want to find an arrowhead, really, really bad.
0: Well, you're in Mississippi, so you're more than like I'm sure that can happen. I don't know where exactly around on one. Where? When? What happened? Tell me.
1: I was with the guy, and we were supposed to be working, and we made a little sifter, and we went to I think it was Monticello, Mississippi, and went and sifted on the banks of the Pearl River. And uh, we're just taking rocks and sifting them or whatever. We were supposed to be working in a courthouse. So I'm wearing, like, nice clothes. And uh, we spent the whole day doing that. I found one arrowhead, but I was super proud of it.
0: So we talked about, like, how you had storage units full of trinkets, which I also have as well. Is your arrowhead in your trinkets?
1: Okay, so we didn't get to that part of the story. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Tell me more. All right, Tell me so more. so this is where it starts getting dirty. Um, <laughs> those actually all got sold. So oh. I found out, like, the day I got out of treatment that the storage units that had, like, it was two storage units of lifetime of collecting (gasps) random shit. Oh, no. Woodwork, artwork, tools, and all of it. The bill didn't get paid.
0: Oh, no. Yeah,
1: and so the guy that owns the storage unit did say that he was going to give me back some of the like the pictures and personal stuff, but I never heard back from him. If you're out there listening...
0: Please I'd, give him his stuff back.
1: Please, I'd love that.
0: I went to my... I have a shared storage unit with my ex, and I was going to like start moving stuff out of there, and they put a red lock on it, and I was like, this is not good. So I called immediately, and we ended up getting it handled. Uh, a bill hadn't been paid. And I, I was like, if this shit gets auctioned off on Storage Wars, I'm going to lose it. And not because of... There's nothing valuable in there but I'm so attached to my items like I have a really big fear of getting Alzheimer's and for whatever reason I think if I keep the items that I'll remember the memory which I recognize isn't true. During
1: active addiction I was obsessed with the fact that I had early onset Alzheimer's.
0: Uh, see, and I'm so afraid of getting that as well. And let's, okay, so let's go into, can we talk a little bit about addiction? Whatever is that you want okay? to talk about, yeah. So I didn't even, add the whole card here, I was like, I don't want to ask too many questions because I want to save it. I want yeah. this, this yeah. is, I'm so thankful that you're here because the goal was kind of to have strangers on and talk to them and Stranger just danger. see where it goes. Stranger danger. And I won't even lie, too. I was like, there is a chance that this man will kill me on the way You didn't here. know. You I, didn't know. I had no idea. I was like, sure, let's yeah. let's let's do this. Yeah. But so, active addiction. So you're not from here. You're from Hattiesburg.
1: Hattiesburg. That's correct.
0: Okay. And But you went to Greenwood for treatment. Was this this go-round? Or? That
1: was this go-round. I've been to, I think, probably, well, this year alone... I've been to three, really? four, I think, but all of them I work walked out within either the first day or the second day. You
0: AMA'd, yeah, you, just
1: AMA. You, and, uh, yeah, pretty quick.
0: Yeah. So, what if you don't mind? What was your drug of choice? What so, was this your... last
1: go round, it was IV cocaine,
0: really methamphetamine.
1: And uh, marijuana and alcohol.
0: I think one of the most interesting things, one of my favorite things about being in the room is that you meet certain people. And I, you can't, for me, I, of course, like, recognize that people have these addictions and everything. But you don't see them in that. Like, I didn't want to ask you what your drug of choice was until we got here. Because, like, never would have guessed. Never would have guessed at all. And I think that, so what was... How long had you been sober before you re- Like, what was your longest length of sobriety that you had? Ten years. Ten years. So, yes. what what took you back?
1: Uh, my father died in twenty eighteen. Oh, we mentioned that, and yes. we had a strenuous relationship, to say the least. He was an alcoholic, drug addict, and uh, had a borderline personality disorder.
0: Oh, that's an interesting one to have to yes to and navigate.
1: I, right. Anyway, after he died. Uh, it was at my brother's bachelor party, and I just decided, you know what? I'm out of town. I can take a drink. I'm better. Yeah. Well, that night, it was like uh, cocaine, marijuana, and alcohol. It was like, you know, stomping. Balls to the wall. Like Let's you go. You just went for it. Let's go. And so then it was just like whenever I would go out of town. At the time, I was duck hunting a lot. Mm-hmm. And so every time I would go to the camp, I would, uh, you know, just stay up all night drinking. And then it just slowly progressed until i was a a hermit you know
0: and as we talked just emotionally dead at that point like or i was at least i can't speak for you at all but so was your father's death was it sudden or was it expected it it was
1: very sudden it was very sudden
0: was it do you think that you were led back to it and you said you were out of town and stuff but what weighed so heavily on you about the loss
1: Uh, he had gone through a very similar circumstance, which I'm going through now. He had, uh, an affair on my mother. Okay. Um, fell back into, uh, active drug addiction, Mm -hmm. really destroyed his life. Um, was suicidal, had to be committed to Whitfield for like six months. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you this. He called me one time and said he was about to record himself uh killing himself oh that's yeah send it to me which in hindsight it's like how do you send it (laughs) (laughs) how does that work
0: (laughs) but he tried he (laughs) he was gonna
1: he was gonna do it
0: and okay so it ended up just sending so was it the strain of the relationship too well
1: he everyone in his life had abandoned him And, uh, he kind of leaned on me at the time I was sober and, um, but we fought a lot and we fought heavily. And at the time, uh, I was married. I'm going through a divorce right now. It's not finalized going through a divorce. And, uh, I just had twin boys. Okay. And so they were young. Uh, they were about a year old when he passed. And so there was a lot of stress like in the home with him. I was in the oil and gas business. And at the time it was just plummeting. So it was like money was tight dealing with him. Uh, he was just an emotional disaster. Um, so it just, everything kind of weighed on me at that point. And
0: so you decided I'm going to follow in my father's footsteps and spiral a little bit as well. I
1: did. I I mean, I really kind of did the same thing. i uh, had an affair, fell back into drug use. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: I, I, and really just kind of wrecked every aspect of my life and everyone around me's life. You know, yeah. it's like I used their resources, my resources, and I'm going to just fuck everything up.
0: So what, so you've been sober for 60 days this go round.
1: 60 days. I, I went to treatment and got out of treatment. I relapsed uh, when I got out. I went on a boat ride. I uh, went to the reservoir with a guy that had just gotten mm-hmm. to my sober living house. Ended up relapsing and drinking that day and uh, picked up a chip immediately. And ever since then realized that uh, I'm a real alcoholic, um, like there's no doubt, and that my thinking isn't really that good.
0: No, it's, no. yeah, as I said earlier, like you don't meet people in the rooms that have good mental health. Like we're all going through something. Why did you decide to get sober this go round?
1: I was going to kill myself.
0: Ah, okay. So yeah. uh,
1: I had basically been kicked out of my house, kicked out of everything, and was living at an Airbnb. This mm-hmm. wonderful lady, who's like a, a, a saint in many regards, was letting me stay at this Airbnb with the uh, hope of helping me. But there was a, it was in Hattiesburg, there was a railroad that went right behind it. This fucking thing would go every night. And I swear it was like in my head, I thought it was like playing games with me. And I was going back and forth to New Orleans a lot on the train. And just trains just became a big part of my life over the past year. For some reason, I didn't have a vehicle. It had broken down. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to lay on the railroad track and kill myself. So I, I think I either told her or my mother, but the, uh, the police showed up went to the hospital, mm-hmm. went to the psych ward at Pine Grove in Hattiesburg for 10 days, and, uh, and then went to treatment in Greenwood, like I said, at Denton House. And this was all, like, state-sponsored, shit like that. Um, got a grant. But uh, I think the reason I decided to do it was pure hopelessness, helplessness, and um, it's either, like, it, if I'm going to continue to live on this planet— I've got to do something different.
0: Different, yeah. And
1: uh, I've got three kids. They're all boys. And they're like little um, blessings. And uh, I kind of want to show them that you can be fucked up. Things cannot be okay. And that there might be a, a, a way out.
0: Do you think that you reaching out and telling somebody that you were going to do it was kind of a final cry for help like if nobody stops me they don't but i hope that they will it was like
1: it, it, yeah in a way that's that's kind of exactly what's going on i was uh too scared to live too scared to die
0: yeah and I, it it's just a weird place to be
1: it's an awful place to be it is it is to to truly be hopeless is a uh, it's heartbreaking it's gut wrenching it's um it's over it's overwhelming i mean to to want to kill yourself like you got to be in a shitty spot right
0: you have to be and see what was so interesting about my experience was i was very blessed that i had somebody kind of step in and tell me that i wasn't okay and mine didn't get bad enough where I I don't want to say that I was strong enough to go through with anything like that. I was too scared to, but I would have just sat and withered away. And I was so, it's so crazy how, and I'm sure you can relate just even a short period of time later, how you're like, (laughs) life's really, I mean, life has so many good things going on that I wasn't even willing to look at because I was so busy sitting on my own shit. I heard somebody say that they sat in their own shit cause it was warm for a while. Like it was warm and it was okay to be enveloped by, by that. Um, do you think that how, how has sobriety looked for you over the past 60 days? Like what is that?
1: Um, I have definitely found peace that I haven't had in a long time, despite the wreckage and the carnage that I created. Um, I'm working a job that I'm happy at. I'm not making the most money, but I work next to a guy that I really respect. And uh, he's very spiritual. And uh, I think what it's looked like is I have started— before I kind of questioned whether God was real or not, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: It's been a big debate. Grew up in church, rebelled against it, back and forth with God, really kind of a rough relationship— and I think that sobriety has taught me that um, you can kind of, I mean, you can create your own conception of God. Uh, I, think I, I, I think I'm on the path to trying to understand God's will for me. And I think what it's looked like has been a big spiritual journey. It's led to a lot of meditation, a lot of prayer, a lot of uh, soul searching. It's, it's looked like a lot of shame. I have wallered in self-pity for mm. so long and enjoyed that, but I have also been extremely selfish and extremely self-absorbed. And my entire life I've been a, a people pleaser. And, um, you know, at the meeting they were talking about, what was the name? It was like... Uh, ambition? Or... True ambition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think that my true ambition... For a long time was myself.
0: Yeah. It yeah. was uh
1: whatever Cameron wants is either what's going to happen. I'm going to uh, do it or die. Right? Yeah. And so now I think my true ambition is trying to figure out what God's will is for me. And Right now it's just doing the next right thing.
0: Yeah. And that's really all that it can be at some that's point. It. It's just like getting up in the morning and making the right decisions. because. Um, I mean, I don't know what God's will is for me, but I also don't have to know. Like, as long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing next, like... I'm good. I do want to. So you mentioned now that you're working a job that you like a lot. So you're yes. working. I'm um, So I'm sorry. I remember you saying you work retail and you're liking yes. it this time of year.
1: It's it's a uh, it's Buffalo Peak Outfitters and so Oh,
0: we should have tagged them. That would have been a good <laughs> yeah, look and yeah. throw that in there. <laughs> they
1: uh, yeah, it's a great story. They took it. I I was real honest with them. I told them uh, where I was at, what I've been doing, and uh, they took a chance on me. I'm super grateful. Uh, I'm very open and honest about what's going on with them. Um, they let me leave whenever I have counseling appointments or whatever. Love and, it. Um, I don't know. They've just been really understanding. On top of that, they've got top quality gear. Hoka. Gooder sunglasses. <laughs> tag,
0: tag, tag. Tag, tag, tag. Look, do you, um? Do you like camping and outdoorsy things? Or you yes, like-
1: yes, I do. Uh, I like the products they have. I spent more time hunting. So
0: oh, you're a hunter. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> grew up doing that.
1: Uh, a lot of that. Uh, I've really done a a bunch of things over the course of my lifetime. I will hyper focus in on something. Yes. And and do it to the best of my ability, and then drop it and, and go, never
0: touch it again. Never
1: touch it again, and just go on to the next thing. So I've done that with a lot of things, and I've done that with, um, you know, honestly, not like a big deer hunter. Uh, it was mainly birds. I birds. like birds. Well, like, uh, I don't or
0: like birds. Birds kind of scare me, so I'm really? fine. I'm fine with that. I, I feel like
1: my spirit animal is a crow.
0: Ugh, I just have you ever seen a patoo owl before?
1: No, but I can do Can't... a hell of an owl. You want me? To oh
0: yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that was a pretty good owl, it's not did bad. you? Well, I guess you can't owl hunt, and that would be awful. Can you look up a patoo owl for Cameron, please? I just want you to see how awful this bird is. But I don't know; birds freak me out. Apparently, they all work you for like the government. Monkeys? I'm okay. Can you do a monkey sound too? No,
1: but you can get a pet monkey for 10k.
0: I don't know if I Richland. would want. But somebody, in Richland, <laughs> not
1: Ridge, Richland. Richland. But I, sw- they said you got to uh, put a diaper on it. It I ruined it well, for me. Yeah, I was so like, excited. That's a kid at that point. Like how can you train a cat to use the bathroom but you like
0: uh, you would think that you could train a monkey to use the a monkey's restroom. monkey has got to have
1: more intelligence than a than a, like uh, I don't know.
0: Something else. It's got opposable thumbs, right? Yeah. Well, and they aren't they like smart on the like as a toddler or something. They've got to be able to be trained to use the restroom. Got to be. You would think, what kind of monkeys are they? How do you, do you know? spell
1: for two L?
0: It's like P-O-O-T-O-O, I think. They have really big mouths. They're just, like, scary.
1: Yeah. Flying s- squirrel.
0: Um, I'm <laughs> not super freaked out. Oh, did you pull it up? Look at their mouths. Is that not awful? Can you imagine that thing swooping down at you at night? There's also also my least favorite animal, just a fun one. Look up a, uh, I think it's a jerboa. They're endangered. Uh no, it's just a little creature. I don't know. I call any time I look up what it is, I'd look up like mouse, kangaroo, bunny and it pops up but they have really skinny little toothpick legs. Like, they don't need to exist. They hop. Wow. Is that not awful looking? Wow. They're terrible. They're endangered, which I wouldn't say thank God, but thank God I'm going to be <laughs> fine when they die out. Um, but I guess yeah. kind of circling back to the whole monkeys thing, um, speaking of kids, you have three kids, three boys.
1: I've got twin boys who are six named Rip and Ridge. Aww,
0: those are cute names. Yeah, my, very I'm, like they could be a I'm a, a third.
1: And so um, Ralph Cameron Lovett Sr. went by Rip, and before he passed away, I said, "If I have a son, I'm gonna name him Ralph Cameron, but the fourth, and call him Rip." But we had twin boys.
0: You can't uh-huh. just fourth one. And then not. And
1: yeah. then Ridge. I loved the name Ridge. So did my my wife at the time. Yeah. And so we went Rip and Ridge. Uh, that's how we got those. And then I like to fish a lot. And so my next son was Fisher. And actually, at the time, we were pretty heavily involved in church. And Jesus said, go make fishers of men.
0: Oh, right. so you were able to... What church were you raised in? You mentioned that you were It was raised... A,
1: at first, it was Church of Christ. Okay. And then it was a Baptist church.
0: Okay, see, yeah. so I was raised Catholic. And that Catholic okay. guilt runs very... What is deep. Catholic guilt? Um, I feel guilty about anything and everything all the time. And I think that I'm being judged for that. No matter what it is, I'll feel guilty about it. It's kind um, of a...
1: a a Jewish
0: thing. A Jewish too. thing, maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, we did come rules. from the Jews. So, yeah. yeah, there's so many rules. They talk about how, like, I really appreciated growing up the, or growing up, I was super Catholic, like, wanted to be a nun, like, cried when I found out I couldn't be a priest when I was a kid, like, <laughs> really was into it. Oh, and then, a woman
1: can't be a priest? No, they okay. can't.
0: And uh. I remember I was standing outside in the backyard, and I got, like, a bush and put water on it, and I was, like, blessing the animals. <laughs> and my mom was like, you know, you can't be a priest devastated absolutely devastated but very much fell away from the church because when i was like 14 15 life started going to shit life just started being life and i was like praying my rosaries and involved in the youth group and i stayed involved through high school but the more time went on the more resentful i got towards the church because i expected god to swoop in and fix everything for me and he didn't which was really frustrating but it was crazy because i got spiritual This is going to sound insane. So my dad got real sick. I told you he had HLH. He passed away in January. But um, I was sitting outside, and he was sick. And I heard, a like, some voice that was not mine come over me and be like, he's going to be okay. And I believed it. And I was like, that's insane. So that kind of opened me back up to the idea of spirituality. Do you or?
1: I have found God outside of church. Yeah. So, like, um. I think if you like look at the Bible, it all pointed towards Jesus, mm-hmm. and Jesus. If you were to kind of boil down its message, is is love.
0: Yes, yeah, and, yeah. And
1: uh, I'm not saying there's not love in the church, but there's a lot of judgment and hypocrisy, and uh, I definitely rebelled away from that. I have found that whenever you go to the rooms of AA, you find true spirituality, people that are truly seeking God's will, and are um, very open-minded and loving and caring. And I think when you go out in the world, I mean, it, it's kind of a hindrance to try to look for the good in others, but I try to look for the good in others. And most of the time, you can find some really good people. You can find some really shitty ones too, but I think they probably got some good in them too.
0: Yeah, I think that that's something that's so cool. is And it? it's probably because you're not allowed to crosstalk, but like you're allowed to have... You hear all these different ideas of what God is, and I think at the basis of it, like with a lot of the prophets, it's just like, be a good person, like do good, be good, and I think that's kind of just like how life should be.
1: Yeah, d- like literally doing the right thing.
0: Yeah, oh wow, we're we're circling back yeah, around, uh, yeah, look at us. Yeah. So do you still claim Christianity, or do you claim I, spirituality, what do you...
1: Um, You know, that's a good question. I I think that, um, I'm definitely a very spiritual person. Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, I'm still kind of on that journey. I don't, I don't have a church. I think there's one I'm probably interested in going to. My truck's not here right now. That's a whole nother story. Uh, but I would, I would give it another shot. Um, but right now, like we we did a Bible study at work this morning Mm -hmm. and it was kind of, uh, 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 we've been doing it every week and I've gotten a lot out of that. And it's more of like a study learning like the original Greek or whatever. And like what that word really meant. It's not so much like a regular Bible study. And this sounds kind of crazy. What I respect is the guy that leads it. He went to seminary or is going to seminary. But, like, he'll sit outside and smoke a cigarette with me.
0: Ah, uh, so, You like, know,
1: and he's, like. He's like he's a chill he's, dude. He's normal.
0: Yeah, he's not. He's not. Better mi- than now.
1: He's not Mr. Preach Man. You know, he's, like, in the world, which I think is, like, a true teacher. Is one that's, like, out amongst the people doing the thing and, like, uh. Not really Bible thumping, you know?
0: Yeah, I can't stand um, when people force their beliefs down other people's
1: throats. What I respect about him so much is it's not in his words, it's his actions, right? Mm -hmm. So he's just like living it out, and he lives differently, looks differently. Not appearance, but like his vibe, his energy is different. And it's like he tells you about it if you ask him.
0: Okay, so what is, you said uh, being a good person is more in your actions and not your words. What does being a good person mean to you? Putting like, what the
1: shopping mean? buggy up. Throwing your trash away. Giving a compliment to others. Holding the door open for an elderly person. Um, picking somebody up when they're down. Um, doing the dishes. Doing something you don't want to do but you do it anyway. Doing it when you know you're not going to get any recognition. Yeah. Doing it just because it's the right fucking thing to do.
0: Yeah. And that can be so hard, especially when nobody's watching. Or like if you're somebody that thrives off affirmation or has for such a long time, learning to just be a good person can be, because I can be a good person in front of people all the time. But like, or I can strive to be that, but when the doors are closed and that's when my true character shows.
1: Right. And then not, like, boasting about it.
0: Yeah, not not bragging about the things that you're doing.
1: I think that that essentially is being a good person. And I'll tell you what. I've noticed whenever I start doing that, like, life is better.
0: Yeah, and it's just like the little things. And it makes me... And I don't want to say that it's not completely selfish, but when I'm being a good person, like it also makes me feel good about myself when I'm not reaching out for the recognition from other people and I'm just trying to be nicer to the planet, even though I don't always save all the sea turtles or do everything that I should. We killed
1: a sea turtle the way. We here.
0: definitely threw a cigarette out the
1: window <laughs> we and killed. We, we had nothing to put it in.
0: Look, uh, it was a hard. We'll have a can. Uh, yeah. Celsius again to put it in later. Yeah. Speaking of, if anybody wants to sponsor these videos, please reach out to me because that would be awesome. We could throw in little ads whenever you want. So.
1: Celsius. Hoka. <laughs> New Balance Buffalo. Buffalo peak. Buffalo peak, peak out out
0: there. There. <laughs> shout out, ba- Shout out Bob. You guys out are phenomenal. The best little admin I could have asked for. But also, okay, so with being good, I think that good goes with love a little bit. So do you know the five love languages? Do you know?
1: I'm, I've, I'm not familiar with them. No.
0: Okay, so there's five love languages. They say it's the way that you receive love or show love. There's physical touch, acts of service, words of affirmation, gifts. And they don't have to be big gifts, just like if I picked up a rock off the side of the road. and was like, this reminded me of you. You'd be like, oh, I'll keep it forever. And then the other one is quality time. If you had to say what you're...
1: Without question, touch.
0: Touch, so you're, like, a big hug
1: hug guy. I feel like there's a transfer of energy. You know what I mean? And, like, a good hug, like, I can be tense in the shoulders or I can be whatever, and a good hugger or from someone I love, I immediately just relax.
0: Ah, okay. You know what
1: I'm saying? Or, like, after a long day, a good hug really brings me peace.
0: Yeah, and it's crazy. I love receiving it's crazy how like I can kind of fit into all the different ones but mine's words of affirmation like you tell me and so I always go out of my way to tell people that they're awesome and great but also it's gifts which is it sounds like such a silly one but it doesn't have to be anything like if you handed me a piece of trash and you were like hey this kind of looked like you today like I'd I would take that piece of trash and I would never throw it away part of my hoarding tendencies is from that but um you know that they say that you can tell with your kids what their love language is fairly early on based of, off of what they ask for. Like if your kid's like, Hey dad, am I doing a good job? Like they might be more words if they want to be held a whole lot. Or if they just want to do something with you, like you're able to, and then you're able to show them love in the way that they best receive it. So maybe pay attention to your kids. That is a and great, what... uh,
1: that's great insight.
0: Yeah. It was, and
1: I'm, I'm, you know, as you were saying that I started thinking, I think, uh, time and they like to create things and give them to me and they're so excited about doing it Mm -hmm. so like them giving a gift and and like well the greatest gift of all is time and like energy see
0: and mine is not quality time one of my best friends her thing is quality time and i just have to sit with her and i love sitting with her but that's not mine like i don't have to see you to love you like i can call you and tell you that i love you and i don't have to spend time with you i know that sounds crazy no. but like
1: that's not what about like um all right so you like gifts let's say that i spent 10 hours creating a work of art to give to you
0: the thought of it is making me teary-eyed <laughs> like you know, just and it doesn't have to be it doesn't matter what it is as long as you put time and effort into
1: time it. and effort and it comes from the heart like you could go buy something from a store and give it and it took a little bit you know it, there's only a minimal I, amount of sacrifice but if you like create something and put your heart and soul into it to give to someone is that not for both parties doesn't that feel
0: it's wonderful and i love giving gifts like i love somebody was talking about how christmas is like an obligation to give give gifts to people i take it as an opportunity but i can think like we were talking about that i had a friend of mine that made me one time he made me a guitar string bracelet and put little charms on it and he was a guitar player And I don't wear that bracelet. Like, that bracelet isn't necessarily my style, but that is one of the most thoughtful gifts that I've ever received because they put time into it. and and love. And so much love went into it. And they wrote a nice letter, and I was like, oh, this is perfect.
1: Speaking of which, that's a lost art.
0: I love
1: love receiving a letter.
0: Oh, I love a letter. I love a note, even like a little post-it note with something on it. Um, It's
1: it's something different than tight, like, like to put pen to paper and to take your time and to write something. And more energy
0: something. goes when you actually write it down. Same with like journaling. Right. And, and then stuff. like it's
1: so exciting when you see the envelope.
0: Oh, and the stamp. And and you know people used to get excited about getting an email, and now it's now it's quite the opposite. And like disappointed back. with a letter. Yeah, now we want to be able to get the letter instead.
1: Yeah. Uh, shout out USPS.
0: Uh, U- USPS. Uh, <laughs> have you ever um received a really nice letter from somebody that touched you?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Tell me about it.
1: Um, From the last one I received that touched me was from my mother mm-hmm. while I was in treatment, and it it teared me up. And uh, I wrote her one that I, I really poured my heart into and and put a lot of thought in it. And, uh, you know, it's like a almost like a, what did they call that back in the day? Whenever you'd send letters back and forth. It was like a buddy. Pen
0: pal. Pen pal. Pen pal. Oh, I was like, what are we talking about? I, I want
1: to get back to a pin pal. But yeah. Um,
0: I think they have things that you can sign up for where you can do that. Where you can like get a pen pal from across the world or in the country. Yeah. And like prison pen pals, I think is something that you can sign up for.
1: My grandmother, shout out Mama mom, Nellie Steed. She sends really good letters and enjoys receiving letters. I need to send her a letter. And, uh. She was the one that really kind of taught me that and was talking about how important it was and was just telling me how excited she got like the whole process like getting the letter she loves getting it opening it you can keep it you can throw you could put it in a drawer it's like a uh It's something special.
0: Uh, Yeah, I've kept every card and letter that I've received ever I have. Like, unless... um, But my favorite ones that I used to get, my dad on Father's Day, used to write us letters every Father's Day about why he was so grateful to be our dad. And things about us. And I was like, golly, just the thought. And I guess that does kind of go with time because you're putting the time into it. But I don't think I ever had a pen pal growing up. Or if I did, I didn't really... Reach out to them. I like can think of one those, pen yeah. pal I
1: had. It was some girl I met at a church camp.
0: Was it like a girl that you met at a church camp like wink wink like you were trying to get with oh, the girl? Yeah, at but church we were camp? like
1: twelve. I mean you know So the,
0: like a, a I, think I puppy might, love.
1: Yeah, I think I might have kissed her in the back of the church one time. I can't remember. Ooh had a big crush.
0: Scandalous. Were you somebody that had a lot of crushes and dated all through high school? Or yeah. were you somebody
1: that yeah
0: so you were a little bit of a player back in the Not day? Not necessarily
1: a player. Uh but I certainly ha- uh, had girlfriends and stuff like that. I didn't, um, I wasn't like a cheater or nothing, but I always had a. <laughs> I always had a.
0: A boo A boo thing.
1: A boo thing. L-
0: a boo thing. See, thang. I didn't date in high school, and not that I necessarily didn't want to, but. I always say that that's one of the things that I'm most grateful for about high school is that, like, I don't have memories. I remember having – I did write a boy a love letter. I was a senior in high school, and he was a sophomore, and I wrote him a letter telling him how I had such big feelings for him. And he ignored me for like four days, and then came back and was like, "I don't feel the same way." And I was like, "Well, obviously you didn't answer for yeah. four days." Yeah. But like, all my stories revolved like I didn't have. That's any kind big of a nightmare. It was absolutely terrible. No, if I wanted to be a little more ballsy, I'd shout the guy out right now. I think he's doing really well. I think he recently got engaged, and real happy for him. But yeah, like, yeah, that right. was a, a crazy moment. In what high if he school. still
1: has that letter?
0: I wonder if he does. I might send him a message and be like, "He hey, might have weird it." Question.
1: He might have just been like, "I don't know." He might have it.
0: I ended up, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if a lot of people keep letters. I would have kept it. You would have kept it. I would have kept it. Look, I'm almost tempted to reach out and then update on the next one and be like, "He does not have it," or "He did have it." Yeah. But yeah. He was a really good friend, but he was also like two years younger, and I, I was like we're doing it. We're just going for it and it yeah. did not work out in my favor at all. Did you have any um do you have any other crazy like high school experiences or Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did pretty... you start like partying around that age?
1: Yeah, I uh I think I was 13 when ah. I started um drinking and maybe 14 when I smoked weed for the first time and then got into um eating mushrooms, and then Oxycontin came on the scene, ah. and uh, some cocaine. Yeah, high school, well, I definitely party. <laughs> you just, like, uh, zoned
0: out first, and like, really. Yeah, I like, was yeah, just, yeah. Well,
1: it went through stages, so, it like, I would get, again, hyper-focused on something. And we had a little crew we ran with, and it was just depending on what drugs we were into at the time.
0: When you look back on those days now, do you think— because, you know, when you're, like, 13, 14 going through stuff, you think that you're grown. Or, like, you think that, like, your max capacity. Do you look back and go, like, God, I was a kid.
1: Like I'll tell you what I felt like. My whole life I had this, like, nervous ball of energy. Mm-hmm. Just talking a lot. Class clown. Um, and the first time I got drunk, I remember thinking, this is it. Like, this is how I'm supposed to feel. And... I searched for that, and I always wanted to feel different than I did.
0: Why do you think that you had, like, a sense of not being worthy or not being enough from a very young age? I think I
1: was codependent. I think I was a people pleaser. I I think it stemmed from childhood, but I think that, uh, yeah, there was just some emotional things there. I just never felt comfortable.
0: Is it the fact that drinking and using made you not really feel anything or it, it numbed down?
1: It numbed it out. It wasn't that I was lacking self confidence. I just, it made that ball of energy go away. I was able to relax.
0: And see, I just remember, I remember it took away all the shit. Like it just took away all, all the, the pain, shit. all, all the, the shit. And it's so crazy to think too because looking back and I'm so grateful for the experiences that I had and that was something like in working steps like I actually on Thanksgiving was talking and I was saying that like I'm actually really grateful for all the things that I've been through because they've made me who I am today and that's somebody that I'm trying to learn to love or that I'm working on loving because I don't know I'm not a shit person like I'm I'm
1: no and, and and it's certainly like that's how you get diamonds right pressure i mean uh i think some of the best people that i've met and the most wise people i've met have been through a lot of shit you know if um if you don't have really shitty times you can't really appreciate the good times
0: right and what are so what are some things in life that you're like grateful for
1: i'm super grateful well I'm super grateful for the sober living house. Mm -hmm. It's been a blessing. I have a roof over my head. I have people that care about me. I'm grateful for AA. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for... That's a really good question. I mean, the small things. Like, I'm grateful to have socks. Earlier this year, I was homeless.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Bouncing around from all over Louisiana and Hattiesburg and Mississippi without... Shit! Oh, yeah. yeah. Happy to get a shower.
0: Oh, right. I told... I was talking about how I was so grateful for the fact that, like, I'd been very blessed to stay with a family friend, but I was on a beanbag and didn't really have a space of my own, and I was so grateful. I have a bathroom now. Like, I never thought that I'd be so grateful for a bathroom to, like, have stuff in. Danny, what were you going to say? You looked like you wanted to say something.
1: Well, you mentioned that you were grateful for your socks, and those being... Bombas. Shout out. (laughs) And actually, story, I got these socks in New Orleans. Bombas has a thing where they give out socks to the homeless. And Mm -hmm. earlier this year, the socks I'm wearing were given to me for free uh, at a a homeless shelter in New Orleans. Yeah, Every pair they sell, they give a pair away. So shout out Bombas, for real shout out. Not even sponsorship, just like, dude, y'all are killing it. Y'all
0: are awesome. So New Orleans, do you like New Orleans?
1: I love New Orleans. I think it's the greatest city on earth
0: Oh my gosh, we have something. My necklace is actually a little pendant that says return to New Orleans. I love, what do you like about New Orleans? Well,
1: for one, it will eat you up and swallow you whole, but (laughs) you got to be careful. I love the culture. I love the art. I love the scenery. I love the freedom. Um, But I think most of all, I love the music. Everywhere you turn, you're hearing a different beat or a different horn or a different, just a different vibe. Yeah. And you can just hop in and go, and it's so open, you know. And a lot of people there are open-minded. It's not closed off. And I think that's what attracted it to me was the the openness, you know, coming from Mississippi where it's real – conservative and, you know, you better, you better vote for Trump.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying
1: that there's anything wrong with that or vote for Biden. I'm just tired of the politics. And I felt like it was a space where it was just like, fuck that.
0: It's like the hospitality of the South without being all of the old South that you don't necessarily want to see, like all the the rules and regulations. Yeah. And a lot of
1: different cultures, a lot of different people and, uh, everybody's just kind of doing their thing.
0: I love anytime I go to new Orleans, I always end up getting phone numbers and Instagrams. And I always say that I would love to live in new Orleans at some point.
1: And they have a great recovery community. Uh, me and a friend just went down for a sober fest where they had, uh, dumps to funk and a couple of George Porter jr. And it was like a, a concert, but it was a sober one. And, the sober community there is incredible.
0: You know that they have a meeting on Canal Street that's ran—I think it's Canal. It's somewhere down there, but it's run by a drag queen. Okay. Like, the chair is always love somebody it. in full tra- drag. Apparently, there's a lot of crosstalk and a lot of yelling. I haven't been there before, I'd but it sounds it like a party. Yeah. Um— so, also, speaking of New Orleans, I told you about my crazy relapse tattoo. Yes. I have a really bad tattoo I want to show you after this. I got, okay. like, a skull, and he looks like he's wearing a toupee. I would go down. So, I used to, like, go down the bridge, and I'd, like, cry the whole way down the bridge. I'd be like, I'm so thankful to be home. Like, definitely thinking of a past life. I was there at some point. But I ended up, I was like, I'm going to go to Now Street and get a skull tattoo because I always wanted a skull Showed her a little one. She was like, $20 more. It was like 2016, 17 when the geometric pieces were in style. And she was like, $20 more. I'll do this. And I have this shit. Like, I've had people (laughs) laugh at this tattoo. Those are the best tattoos. Are they? Are they the best tattoos?
1: Have you told your audience the story of your relapse tattoo?
0: So, I don't know if I have, but I actually... So, I had a friend at the time that had kind of planted a seed in my head that like, oh, well, you're not hanging out with the same people doing the same things like maybe you can drink again and i and i made the decision to drink i i was like you know what you're right like uh, and started justifying it in my head like i can be the friend that goes to brunch i can be the friend that parties real hard i said all right guys i'll drink again but only if I get a tattoo the next day. So I was four years without drinking. I wasn't sober by any means. I was dry from alcohol. But I ended up getting a little four tombstone tattoo with a little ghost, and it's got four petals to represent the people that I was with, none of which I really talk to anymore either.
1: Relapse tattoo.
0: But it's so – it it's crazy because when I first got it, I was like, cute, quirky, this is fun. And the more sober I've gotten, the more I've been like, this was – that was a choice, Claire. That should have been the sign from the get-go. Alcoholic like, thinking. Very alcoholic thinking. Do you have any tattoos? That I do
1: not. I it's it's actually shocking if you were to look at my journey that I don't have any tattoos. But now it's gotten to the point I'm thirty eight. Like I've made it this far I can't. And if I get one, it's gonna have to be the dopest thing you've ever you've seen. You've
0: ever seen. Like a full back piece. Like Whole completely. Body. Yeah. Yeah. So, Whole see, body tattoo. Just be one true, alcoholic.
1: <laughs> true, true, true alcoholic.
0: True alcohol or nothing. True alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, so okay, speaking of your age, so you graduated in two thousand and three correct so that was like the prime that those were the coolest people and did you have like the puka shell necklace and the uh
1: yes yes, yes. i
0: what was it like going to school in the early 2000s i'll tell you
1: if you've ever seen the movie um uh all right all right all right what's the name of that movie it was I have
0: no idea i am not the girl all right all
1: right all right
0: uh <laughs> who's in it do you know who's in matthew it
1: matthew mcconaughey says that
0: Oh, um, I think I know It'd what you're talking about. it
1: be a lot cooler if you did. It, ugh, See, and
0: That's I was... I was
1: dazed and confused.
0: Day, I haven't seen Dazed and You dazed
1: should see confused. it. So I would say that my high school experience was a lot like the movie Dazed and Confused.
0: Were you just dazed and confused the yes, whole time? Yes, there was a lot of drug and
1: alcohol abuse, a lot of parties, a lot of... Uh, it was a very social scene. It was a public school, real big. Um, and, uh... Yeah, it was it was a lot like that, dazed and confused. It's a great movie if anybody wants
0: see, to go see. And it. when I think of like peak two thousands, and of course I was like six, seven at the time. Yeah. But I think of not, <laughs> <laughs> not to, thanks. But I think <laughs> of um, Princess Diaries. Like I so wanted everybody dressed so cool, everybody looked so cool. Like I just wanted to be one of you guys, and I wasn't. I was. Well, I will tell school.
1: you what. Um, it might have seemed cool, but th- again, there was. The, it's like the appearance, right? In reality, it's a shit show.
0: Just what? What was a shit show about it?
1: Um, graduating was tough. Going to school was tough. Being addicted to drugs and high school was tough. <laughs> <What is laughs> trying to get money was tough. Uh, but it was fun, you know. At that point, I guess there was a lot of fun, but there was also. Um, there was a reason I was doing it, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But
1: at that point, I didn't give a fuck.
0: You just weren't. Well, and it's crazy, too, how you can, because even 10 years later in my time, like, I used to just, like, chug Nuke's cups of of wine at my grandmother's house, and I would just sob. And, like, it's crazy how the addiction kind of... Are you grateful that you didn't grow up in an age of social media, though?
1: So grateful. I'm grateful that I'm locked out of it right now.
0: Oh, it's, yeah.
1: Because I think it would get me into trouble. I think it leads to a lot of, uh, like, lower self-worth.
0: It does, because you're expected to meet a certain criteria. Like, I used to sit, and I knew that if a post wouldn't get a certain amount of likes, that I wasn't going to post it. Or if I didn't think it would be received well. I remember the second time I did a podcast, it was by myself, and Danny was like, just go live, don't worry about anything. But I was so worried about how that would look to other people. That I didn't want to do it. Like, I didn't want to come off as myself. I wanted to be the best Claire that I could be.
1: What attracted me, and I hate to keep uh, uh, going back to AA, but no. what attracted me to AA was, uh, like, out in the world, everyone wants to present them best their best self. And, like, anything they say or anything they do is just going to present them in the best light. When I went into the rooms, it was like the people said, here are my faults this is where i don't stack up and it was so easy to relate to and it was so refreshing and it is so refreshing when people like admit that they're not perfect and it is um it's much more attractive to me
0: to just be real. To and just be, be real. Well, and that's what's crazy too is because when you interact with people in the real world, you want to be able to have those interactions. You want to be real with people. But then on social media, you expect to see the best of the best and who's looking the best. Are your teeth straight? Is your hair right? And also, nobody's really paying attention to you that much because they're so concerned about themselves that's and it. what other people are thinking. That's it. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, the whole. I didn't have a phone. I worked at a special needs camp and I'm sure these people are tired or f- tired of hearing about it, but I lost my phone for a whole summer, best summer of my entire life. Like, cause I didn't have to worry about it. I didn't have to worry everything and everybody that I needed was right there. And I love it.
1: Um, yeah, I'm not on social media right now. I'm, like I have the accounts, but I, I lost that phone, lost that account. And with two factor authentication, I can't get into my iCloud. I can't get into anything, really. So I've just, uh, it's refreshing. I don't have it.
0: Do you want to get back on it at all, or do you I think have you'll be
1: done? I have 0.0 desire to get back on social See, media.
0: which is. But it's also so interesting, too, because on the good hand of it, you get opportunities like this. And yeah. that's what's weird. I'm is- not
1: opposed to it, but again, I'm an alcoholic, so if I get on social media... I'm, I'm going to stay on it all fucking day.
0: Done for. Just Don't little for. dopamine hits. Dopamine, non-stop. dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. I had to delete TikTok because I was doing that too much. But then I just switched to Instagram Reels, which is the same thing. But I just see everything like 10 weeks later than right. it trended. So I just seem. Like, I'm almost 30. I do.
1: uh, YouTube's not social media. That's about the closest I get. I like going and watching some podcasts or stand-ups or...
0: What other things? Do you watch things when you're hyper? Like, do you watch a lot of physics videos?
1: Uh, Lately, I have been watching a lot of physics videos.
0: I just don't know. I'm I'm interested
1: in the creation, like, the theory of everything. How... Well, it's getting deep, but like, why are we here? I know God created us, and like, how did that happen? And the universe is real big.
0: Oh, it's huge. It's. Have you seen the video where it like zooms out on the universe? Yeah. And it's that was I watched it when I was not sober. So there's a
1: whole like parallel universe theory. I got kind of.
0: It was with um, Stephen Hawking, and well, he. Yeah,
1: I mean, basically, if you think about it, there could be there. The universe is so vast. There could be another universe where we're having the same conversation but because there's so many possibilities
0: okay so I have, I have I have a rabbit hole for you to go into okay. so there's these things going around you know when you see something and you're like that's different than what it was and you know that you're not crazy there's a whole there was like a video going around on it was one of these and it was a girl that had gotten her nails done and one of her nails was on the ground and it was in this exact same design but she had not ever gotten them done like that before but she had all 10 of her fingernails still and people are like what if something switched enough that she was on a different timeline or something or like it jumped timelines and that's just too deep for me because then, if that's the case, what's your soul doing? Like, what, what, how, how does your soul split up into that many parts?
1: It it gets so deep; it's hard for the human mind to comprehend how big and limitless
0: everything is.
1: Everything is. I mean, it's a, it's a, um, it's just tough to comprehend. And so, I've just been kind of diving down, trying to figure out. Uh, the more I look into things, anything. The more I realize, I don't know shit. Right?
0: Yeah, we don't. We're just spiritual know, beings living a human experience. Like we're just. Chilling. I love
1: that. Yeah. Thanks.
0: Put it on a t-shirt. I didn't come up with it, but
1: yeah. a, that's a great one. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it all ties back down to love, right? And so, like, regardless of how it came here, uh, I believe there is a God, and that there is a plan. And that I should walk that plan. And when I veer from it, real bad things happen. But whenever I stay on that plan, which is the next right thing, like, things happen like this podcast.
0: Yeah, things go exactly how they should. they
1: were supposed to.
0: Yeah, like, I was kind of inconvenienced this morning when somebody had to reschedule because I was like, where am I going to find somebody? Where am I going to? And this ended up being way better than I could have ever, like imagined it to be and learning about rabbit holes that I can go on tonight. And it's just insane. Oh, speaking of, I do have my ADD brain wants to backtrack for two seconds. There is an interesting uh, series of videos about children that believe that they have been reincarnated and it's them finding their previous lives and like being able to connect to that. And I love the idea of reincarnation because my whole thought process is, is if God created you and like created your soul and wanted you to be here, the amount of time that we're given this go round is not enough. And how crazy would it be if you were racist in this life? You're just horribly, horribly racist to come back as a black man and the next one that has to experience that.
1: It's funny you say that. So I've, <laughs> I have started doing this rapid eye movement therapy.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, the lady who does it, she's an older woman, has been studying like Eastern medicine and like she gets into the spiritual realm. And she believes that we do live lives and that we come back to correct past mistakes.
0: Absolutely. And that
1: before you can move on to heaven or like to the next realm, you've got to get things right. And so, um, yeah, so I mean, she has kind of did a little deep dive with me on that and i fully believe it. And I think that if you're tied to certain things or you feel a certain way, it might be from a past life, like you are saying. Have you
0: ever done a past life meditation before? I have not. Okay. So they have them where they have like a place in Jackson where you can do them, but, um, metaphysical Mississippi, uh, does our soul synergy. I think they host them every once in a while. But so I did one on YouTube and, um, so, okay, let me, so, When you close your eyes, close your eyes for a second. Imagine a beach. Do you see the beach like a TV screen? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I can't see anything with my eyes closed. Never have. It's just black. Like, I can tell you what it is, but I cannot visualize anything. Really? So when I say there's a name for it, I always say it's not aphasia because that's where you can't see things. I think it's anaphasia. Um, But, yeah, interesting concept. If you didn't know, you can't. Some people can't see with their eyes closed. That's so I,
1: insane. I can't even imagine that.
0: It was, well, when I found out that y'all could do that, I was, I joked because I said one time when I was a kid that I thought I had a photographic memory. This, this, uh-uh, blank film. <laughs> <laughs> <A> <laughs> Not blank. shit on there. That,
1: that camera's broken. So
0: I did a past life meditation, and meditating's obviously hard because I can't see anything. Could be a blessing, but though. It, I think some people say that it can be like a trauma response and some people have said that they're able to open it up. I'm just not touching it. Don't even want to fool with it. But I ended up, I did a past life meditation and I was like on a train, like I was in a train track and there was like, I had like a son with me and I was dressed like 1900s, like Europe or something. And um, I felt that I was like a fashion designer and I don't know why I felt that, but I did. But this boy like fell off into the train tracks And he got hit by the train, but he didn't die, but I abandoned him. So here's what's crazy, though. I don't like trains. They've always scared me. They've always freaked me out. I also have a really strong pull to working with individuals with special needs. And I'm also super empathetic. And I felt like this character that I was was very narcissistic because she, like, very much left. But the weirdest thing is, is I have never really wanted to be a fashion designer. But ever since I was a kid, I've drawn pictures of outfits. Even like to this day if I doodle with kids, I still draw pictures of outfits. So call it crazy, but I felt it and I was like it, it could be something. I don't know, I'll figure it out when I die, but like I think it,
1: there's something to that.
0: There's got to be. They say that like your interest could have something to do with it. While like, you
1: were telling that story, I had a feeling in me. I don't know. It, what if you fair- were
0: what if you were my son in a past life? Oh, Maybe, but then you also... In a also, parallel
1: universe, I could have been. You
0: could have been, but also sometimes you meet people and you feel like you've met them before. Like, and I don't yes. know, it's so easy to talk to you. Like, I could not have had this go better. I don't know. Your energy and vibe is really good, but Same. it's just crazy how well we connect, too. Yes, like, agreed. So maybe you were my son in a past life. I could have been. I'll claim it. Why not? What do you yeah. think you were in a past life?
1: Uh, I think that I might have been a railroad conductor.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah okay right. uh,
1: No, I think I was probably a Native American,
0: so, and that would make sense with the arrowheads yeah. and the American spirits, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, American spirits. Uh, <laughs> cigarettes, shout out.
0: So um so we are obviously like I feel like I could talk to you for another 2 hours. This has yeah. been insane and it's, I'm really it's been easy. I'm really excited about the I I would already consider you a friend and I'm sure that I'll see you Likewise. around for sure and we should definitely like hang out sometime. We should. But um this was honestly the goal of what I wanted this to be was just meeting people that I don't know and connect with them. So if you know anybody that wants to be on a podcast that I don't know I so-
1: I have Yes, we should do like a follow up episode nineteen, and I've got two people that I, I'd love for you to meet.
0: Yes, we should. I, I will schedule it down episode nineteen. I'll, do you remember that, Danny? <laughs> Put it in my calendar. <laughs> no, but um, before we go, I do want to ask you, like, if you could tell any everybody, like, one thing that's super important about life, or something, any advice that you have to give, or something, just your one final lesson for the day. What would it be?
1: I would say that I feel like it's extremely important to build others up and not knock them down. And gossip hurts, you know. So, like, let's talk good. Let's talk about good things. And when, especially if you see somebody down, like you were saying words of affirmation, Like, let's don't beat them down. Let's build them up. So maybe we could show a little bit more love.
0: Absolutely. I cannot express to you the gratitude that I have. This is actually, honestly, and I've said this to a lot of different people, but I, and I have meant it every time I've said it, but this really has been my favorite podcast. This could be more than what I could have imagined. You have such an incredible energy and vibe, and I'm so proud of you for deciding that you're worth something different because the opportunities that arise from that are absolutely incredible. But I guess that I'll see you on episode 19. 19, here we come. Yes, thank you guys so much for tuning into Chaotic But Good, and we will see you guys Oh, outro music. But yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. If anybody wants to sponsor, give us a shout out. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Buffalo Peak Outfitters.